0: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello and welcome to Tampa Tam Tram, Can't Talk, episode the 84th. Um, This week I am joined by Jennifer.
1: Me, it's me again. I'm sure you're all sick of me by now.
0: They've listened to 84 with most of them and been me involved. I'm sure you are a refreshing breath of fresh air. Thanks. I'm having trouble talking. You
1: really are. Have you You not had enough coffee today. I, I was doing really good
0: up until we pressed record. <laughs> and I, 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 in fact, I think I pretty much nailed the talking today. I Have was, you? like, talking good.
1: I missed all that stuff you this morning. You
0: did. You did. I was making the funny jokes and everything, mainly at Roland's expense.
1: But I'm ching <laughs>
0: So, um, Jennifer. Yes. What have you been doing? Stephen. Apart from talking to Peter.
1: Oh, that was the best, though. I mean, so...
0: Too short. My critique on that episode was too short.
1: Let's, Let's be super honest here. That recording went on for an hour and 45 minutes, and we like never edit a podcast like nope. never like we never cut things out of a podcast it's always been no shit <laughs> to, sometimes to our detriment but it's it's always been done with the um the idea that we want to sort of present something in a in a raw unvarnished, unvarnished sort of way I are you struggling
0: with the talking i too. am yeah. yeah
1: i think it's rubbing off on me maybe you should move further that way okay like, i don't know um but uh yeah hour and 45 minutes and i went you know what there's just no way uh, people are going to sit down and listen to an hour and 45 minutes. So Where I, can
0: we download Pizzy Unplugged?
1: Pizzy Unplugged. I'm not sure I can actually release some of Pizzy Unplugged. PZ, PZ the were, unheard bits. There were some serious uh, confessions made about rule-breaking and terrible things. And mm. I don't know. If anybody listened all the way to the end of the track, there was a little bit of Pizzy Unplugged.
0: Okay. I was very, very uncomfortable with... Um, Pizza being mine and Colin's love child. It had terrible images. And I, was, then yeah. I then I was going through the whole thing. Who's the father? Who's the mother? <laughs> like, yeah, and, and who brought him up to be, though, so feral? Yeah.
1: I yeah.
0: think it must be Colin who brought him up because he was living in Ireland. So, you think so? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I thought it was stunningly accurate, though. It was like, mm, that makes sense. Mm. I, I, see, I see lots of bits there.
0: I don't want to see Pete's
1: bits. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you spend time with Pete's, you end up seeing Seeniest his bits. Seeing
0: his yes. Um, yeah. There's a
1: reason why he's affectionately known as Pantsless Pete's. Mm. See me for t-shirts. Some yes. of them still exist. Do they? Yeah, do you want one? Yeah. It might be a ladies t-shirt, but I'll, I, I think I have some men's running around still. <sighs> your, so. your t-shirts are so sexist.
0: <laughs> it's all about equality, Jennifer. <laughs> t-shirts for men as well. Yeah. Men deserve t-shirts.
1: Okay. <laughs> um... No, I don't want to talk about what I'm doing. I want to talk. I want to start with you first. Oh no! Um, because you've kind of been away.
0: I've been away. I spent three nights in my bed the whole time of June. Yes. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time away. Um, started off by going to Ethiopia,
1: which eventually we'll hear more about. We
0: you. will. We will. It's just a matter of uh, tidying it up. But prod,
1: prod, 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 yeah. prod, prod. prod, prod. Okay, this is this is like accountability now. Oof. Steve must record this. So that you have it, or at least share it with me, or something. It needs needs to happen. So
0: yeah, yeah, I will get round to sorting it out. But yes, I went to Ethiopia, but for a whistle stop four days, of which I spent forty two hours of those four days in a car.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that sounds. Like two a-
0: blown out tyres at the same time.
1: Ooh, fancy!
0: And cars tend to only have one spare wheel. Mm-hmm. It's a problem.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: And, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but got to see and do lots and yeah. had um, oodles of fun, which people will find out. But after those four days, um, came home for a few days and was sick because that's what Origin does to it's me.
1: That's what you do, yeah. Tries
0: to kill me. Um, and then went to World of Coffee. Um, I, I still struggle to not call it the SCAE it yeah. was so much easier to call it the SCAE show because you knew if I say I went to the SCA show mm. you've no idea which continent I was in I know was I in Europe? was I in North America? well here you but I was at the SCA show which was in Schwa Schwa yeah I also I'm really pleased that people can't call it Sky anymore
1: yeah well there is that but you now they're they calling
0: it, it Scar which is a bit shit as well Mm. Like just call it SCA. Like have the extra time in the day to call it something that doesn't sound <laughs> stupid. Um, but yeah, so the SCA SCA show, um, which was surprisingly well attended. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very surprised when WBC doesn't roll into a world of coffee. I always find them a little bit maastricht like mm. My Maastricht-like is a measurement of mm. how shit a show can be. Yeah. And Maastricht, although one of my most fun shows for yes. me, um, with much controversy around it. Yes. Uh, maybe we should go into that one day. Um, <laughs> um, it was also really cool because uh, he, like, I, it was so small and tiny yeah. that you walked around the show in around about 10 minutes and then you just hung out with cool people. Which is what the trade show should be for me. That's it?
1: exactly what I want out of a trade show.
0: This one was a big show. It yeah. was in a big hall, and it was well attended. And there was lots of interesting. Um, there was lots of interesting people there. Some notable exceptions. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, me. Yeah, you, Colin. <laughs> Colin. Um, yeah. Uh, Pete. Yeah, Pete. Um, uh, Dale, funnily enough, because yeah. he's always been at them a lot recently. You know why
1: he wasn't there? Because I wasn't there. <laughs> ah,
0: um, like, no half, which was always, yeah. you know. Um, and, and I didn't see, like, I didn't see any of my English coffee friends. Mm. Um, but, yet the, this, uh, you know, all the other competitions were going on. Uh, people won them.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I didn't really pay any attention to them because they wouldn't let me mm. MC. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: even though I emailed them as...
1: Sad face? Sad face. You even asked? I even asked, (gasps) yeah. That's like unheard
0: of. I know, I know. But no, um, so uh, the evening stuff was kind of quite fun as well. Um, I participated in another barista competition even though I'd retired Mm -hmm. but it wasn't a real barista competition
1: (laughs) it's a real barista competition
0: I think Stephen would be the first to say that it's not, so it was the barista league um, and they had a cocktail making competition Ah. Uh, and I love coffee and I love alcohol, so you think it's a match made in heaven for me Um, there were four competitors I don't know know where I came but it definitely wasn't first Um, but I came up with a a weird concoction so which involved me taking a candy floss maker in my luggage that I had to check in because they wouldn't let me take it in my mm-hmm. that I think they were scared I'd suddenly start making candy floss for everybody on the flight oh, oh, tragedy <laughs> um but yeah so it involved um an ice ball mm-hmm. um whiskey mm-hmm. lemon juice mm-hmm. um chemexed coffee
2: mm-hmm.
0: um surprise yeah surprise um, with uh, candy floss and uh, dried bacon bits on top, and it was called uh, sweet and Sour Pork Balls. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had candy floss is yeah. sweet, yeah, yeah? Yeah. I don't need to explain it, good. No. Um, yeah. Oh, I did to the judges. Stupid judges. Oh. Didn't let me win. And the prize was awesome as well. What was it? A tiara. Oh. A coffee tiara with coffee beans embedded into That's
1: it. That's
0: exactly what you want, isn't it? It's exactly what That's I wanted. all you want out of it's life. all I ever wanted. Um, but that was well. It was with Barista Magazine as well. Yeah. And um, it was good to catch up with um, Sarah from Barista mm-hmm. Magazine yeah. because I hadn't seen her for ages. Yeah. And we happened to be stopping in the same hotel. So uh, we brilliant. having the conversations, which was lovely. Yeah. And um, no, it was good fun. It was good fun. Good turnout. Uh, the free bar got drunk, dry happens it does happen especially a world of coffee it does it does but yeah it was um it was all of the fun and i got to meet up with um a couple of growers who are buy from as well yeah um and got to hang out with francisco from costa rica after like during the party he came to watch me perform and then we just hung out amazing so yeah it was good times good times but um yeah well done sca for doing a, a good show Did I just give praise to
1: SGA? Oh, my God, you did. But, like, does it count now that it's unified?
0: Well, I think the aggressive takeover's made us better.
1: Oh, I see.
0: (laughs) I I definitely think it was the American influence in putting on a good show. I see. Uh, um, Yeah, I also had a long chat with um, Greg from World Coffee Research. Yes, tis Greg. Yeah, Yeah, um, about an upcoming thing that... They're looking to launch mm-hmm. and, and have mm-hmm. been launching, which yeah. is you know working in partnership with importers mm-hmm. to basically get funded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're going to be having something on that later we on in the, in the in the near future.
1: In the near future. Yeah, Um, I just had a super chat with Hannah from World Coffee Research this morning. So I think we will be seeing her on the podcast soon to talk about, just sort of revisit, you know, the the things that we talked about last year, how some of those uh, programs have progressed and um, how they've been received and also a lot of the new work that they're doing. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, there. I mean, the, the conversation was interesting. Basically, they need funding. Mm. Like, they've got lots of ideas, lots of stuff they want to do, lots of exciting things that I really mm. want to... Uh, uh, read and be involved in, so they need to raise the funds, and the way they're trying to do that is to partner with importers, and then put naught point. Oh, I'm doing points again. This is uh-uh. yeah. The, the, this. This could have a Vince Fideli thing let's, all over it again, let's, couldn't it? Let's
1: maybe leave that. Yeah, but they, they, we'll you
0: leave. give an amount, um, and, <laughs> and, and, and basically the, the importer will pay some, and I believe the roaster will pay some as mm-hmm. well, which will go towards World Coffee Research. Problems when you import directly, which is the majority of what I do, but then you can give a, uh, a donation
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, to, to, towards it. Yeah. And I have a few problems with it, funnily enough.
1: And I'm sure we'll get into that When we have someone who can defend... No, no, I I mean,
0: (laughs) like, I I don't have a problem with trying to get the funny. And the problem with World Coffee Research is the way that they're set up, anything they produce has to go into the public domain. Mm. That's the thing. So I can give some and somebody else could not give some and they can still get access to the same information. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's good and bad. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, why... And... Funnily enough, as we were talking, mm-hmm. um, who walks past but Rick Reinhardt? Uh. And I was like, ah, Rick, come here, come <laughs> here there, my good man. <laughs> we wish to involve you in our little tete-a-tete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and for me, we've talked about this on the podcast before, yeah. is an association... For me, should do three things, mm. three primary things and lots of things around it. Four yeah. things, sorry, four. So the first one is to associate. Mm-hmm. We should have a chance to associate. Which you had. And I was in the position where I was associating yes. and that was lovely. Yes. The other one is to educate. Mm-hmm. Um, education, yeah, we've got a good education programme. We're rolling mm-hmm. that out. We see much more people taking up. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Lobbying. Mm-hmm. don't think we do enough of that as an association and I think the association would agree that they they don't Yeah. Um, but like lobbying is something I'd like to see a lot more from SCA Mm -hmm. um, in the future Um, and lobbying for things that matter to producers roasters breasters coffee shop owners Mm and uh, like the whole thing with the um uh cascara at the moment. Yeah. I think is something that they should be all over and, yeah. and, and sh- because it's a win-win for everybody, including the consumer. Yeah. Um and they, they, they should be all over that. But that's one of the, the one and the fourth thing is research. Mm-hmm. Now SEA has got its little, I don't know, that's just, I nearly said little. Um, it isn't little, it's huge. They're, they're investing a lot of energy and time and good people are mm-hmm. invested into that research and I, for one, have been enjoying the mm. research. But I think they should, it should be part of the membership of being SCA that they are funding things like World Coffee Research. Mm. Now, World Coffee Research is huge and probably couldn't take it all from there. But the fact that they are not SCA will give them opportunity to dig into different pots of money. Yeah. Um, and I would love an opportunity on my SCA form when my membership comes up to have a little tick box that says, do you want to give $100 extra to mm-hmm. World Coffee Research? And I, do you know what? I might go, tick. And if 10 people did that or yeah. 20 people did that, it's, it's extra money into the coffers. But it also means it's not a big amount. No. So the immense that World Coffee Research we're talking, when you look into, you know, having more and more coffee, mm-hmm. it gets quite expensive. Mm. And I don't see the motivation for doing that big one. Whereas if we all do a little bit each, mm. it's much better than us, a couple of, you know, players putting their money in. And I also didn't like the way that they were saying, oh, well, this person's doing it, this person's doing it, so you should do it. I'm like, no. But that's that's a different argument.
1: Completely. I feel like we're going to get in trouble now. Yeah, yeah,
0: that happens. No, I told Greg uh, that when he was telling me.
1: Yeah, so. well... Um, well, I, well.
0: And, and But I think that it's kind of sad also that Greg has to go around knocking on doors, begging mm-hmm. for money, and yeah. there really should be money coming from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we see lots of sponsorship of uh, pretty picture milk drinks competitions I'd rather see that money go towards sponsoring something like research research and making sure that we have the coffee to make the pretty pictures on top of after or put candy floss on top of Mm. um and 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 I think that's that that's something we're gonna have to as an industry yes try and look at is if we want like competition's all good Mm. it's great it's fantastic but it's just such it's such a thin end of mm-hmm. what we need to do. Yeah. And I would rather see some of that money plowed into education and research much more. Uh, and, but it's not sexy. And it doesn't give you a chance to talk to an audience about how hey, great your product is or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think we do need to address that fairly seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to uh, Hannah
2: mm-hmm. coming
0: on. And because last time she was on, she was awesome. But also, like you can't help but talk to these clever people who are actually giving a shit about coffee and be really excited
1: yeah exactly Um, it's infectious it
0: is it is and and like i love talking to clever people because it makes me a tiny tiny bit cleverer
1: yeah they've they really genuinely have so many different projects going on at the moment i was just sort of scrolling through like and their website is such a sort of treasure trove of information because it is publicly available yeah and in the public domain um it's really interesting and fantastic and there's a lot there and there's a lot more that I think they'd like to do so yeah it'll be interesting to have Hannah on and discuss that with her a little bit more in depth um see what's new talk about this program um make your argument again more forcefully
0: more maybe politely
1: better,
0: <laughs> maybe better constructed too. yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I really, really wasn't going to talk about that in this one no you weren't like no, no no nobody just kind of like Off-riding. it's an itch it's yeah. an itch I wanted yeah. to scratch. And I think it's an, it's an itch that we actually, as an industry, need to continue to scratch because um, it's just so important.
1: It really is, yeah.
0: I, I had a conversation with uh, Mick Wheeler. Oh. Like, I haven't seen Mick Wheeler forever. I thought Mick Wheeler was put away in a cupboard. And how
1: did How did you manage that? How did you manage to get through that? Get through... A conversation with Mick Wheeler.
0: Do you know what? He was kind of interested? Okay. Uh, because we were talking about uh, sustainability within specialty coffee. Mm. And um, he was saying, oh, well, specialty coffee is just going to get bigger and bigger. It's just one of those things. We can't stop it now. And I'm like, do you know what? There might be something out there to stop it. It's called climate change. It's called mm-hmm. place. So I've been doing lots of research recently. Yeah. We know why. We'll get into that yeah, later. Yeah yeah, 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 One of the researchers was on India. yeah. And I like I love Indian coffee. Like for me, everybody hates it, and I love it. That's that's why I love it because everybody hates it. Do you
1: like weird shit?
0: I like weird shit, and and I and I, I, I kind of it's just, I find it super interesting. Yeah. But they drink forty grams of coffee per person per annum in India.
1: Mm,
0: not a lot. No, you know, UK I think it's about four kilos. Like Finland's about eleven and a half yeah. kilos, something mental like that. Uh, nothing else to do in Finland. Drink coffee. Mm. Be depressed. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're also, I think, the biggest, either Finland or Icebook, or Icebook, Iceland, are the biggest users of Facebook because there's limited sunlight and stuff like that too. Okay. So there, is, there, is, there actually is something to that.
0: Yeah. So, um, or maybe they haven't got any friends because they're Finnish. Oh. <laughs> they're looking for some. You've um, <laughs> <laughs> been spending too much time in Sweden. Yeah. You're
1: picking up all of these terrible
0: stereotypes. Yes. Um, well, yeah, so they're basically drinking 40 grams of coffee per person per mm. annum. Could you imagine? Like they, they, So they, they keep in their country
1: mm.
0: two-thirds of their production. So yeah. it's like about, it's about two, three million bags. I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but they, keep, they drink in country. Mm. Two, three million bags. It's huge. And then you've got to go, ah, a lot of people in India, isn't there? Mm-hmm. It only takes them to drink Twenty grams more, yeah like or, or like. Think about it, if they had a kilo, mm-hmm. they'd have to import coffee and they wouldn't be able to export any. Yeah. And I just found that super interesting that yeah. like those countries can do that. And and Mick kind of stopped and went, oh yeah, and then went, and then we got the climate change thing because like believe it or not, it's happening. you can be Trump supporter all you like, mm. but like it's happening. And coffee can't grow in certain places, and we are going to see a decline in production unless we invest in things like world coffee research unless we invest in more research into how what varietals will work in those different places Mm -hmm. and give us the cup quality which is what that's what's exciting about what coffee research is that they are looking at cup quality as Mm -hmm. well as production yes and 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 so rarely have the two been looked at together yeah Um, but unless we do that with we've increased consumption with you know uh, more people wanting to drink coffee because you know, in yeah. India, the whole thing is changing. You know, where where you used to not be able to afford coffee, lots of people can yeah. and want mm-hmm. to now, and and that's only going to go one way.
1: Mm-hmm. What happens? Like,
0: yeah. what, what happens? So the same
1: thing, you know, with the increased demand and interest in China as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, that one is that one's super scary. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, there's just so many people to drink it there, and mm-hmm. people are rising up. The the the, the, the classes mm-hmm. to be able to afford those things mm-hmm. people are demanding those things expecting those things yeah. quite rightly so mm-hmm. but um, it has major impact on there and like at the end of it me, Mick and uh, Gary McGann yeah. was just also and I, was, I came away kind of going I just had an interesting conversation with Mick Wheeler <laughs>
1: That's, that happened. It's positive. Yeah. Last time you mentioned the name McWheeler, there were many, many choice words. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not, hey, thrilled i thrilled for your personal I, growth. I,
0: I, I am... The door is never shut. <laughs> <laughs> On anybody, Jennifer, the door is never shut. Some people, it's only just a jar. Can
1: I, can I get that in writing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood and everything. Yeah,
0: definitely. Cool. And I know exactly who you're thinking of at the moment. And it is still a jar just a little bit okay. for him. Okay, all
1: right. Yeah. Okay.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Wasn't that fun. Yes. Um,
1: so World of Coffee was a good experience for you. I am sad to have missed it. This is actually the first year, I, I, I think I said this with Pete or maybe with other people, like um, I have felt there have been a couple of years where I've missed uh, trade shows and I've kind of gone yes, I don't need to go and deal with masses of people because I'm really uncomfortable in those situations. But this year is the first year I've actually felt like maybe it would have been beneficial for me to go and to, like, see people and to be reminded and, like, to have that inspiration off of other people who are, you know super excited about who really care about coffee and who are super excited about where things are going I, think if, you,
0: I think if you get on an aeroplane and go to Hungary mm. to go to a coffee conference you care about coffee yeah. you might care about it in different ways to what we do and that's the beautiful thing about like yeah. a, a trade show like that mm-hmm. um, I was talking to somebody on the aeroplane as I was going and they said oh what are you going to Hungary for and yeah. after I took my headphones off and we're like I've got to talk to you I was like oh, I'm going to a coffee conference and they're like oh, wow, there's a coffee conference. And, you know, like, we we do care about it. We just care about it in different ways. And I think that it's interesting what you say there. Like, the whole time I was there, I was like, oh, I wish I hadn't bothered. Mm -hmm. But actually, when I came away, it was good. And the only time I ever miss a trade show is when I'm not there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true. And and I could have not gone, and it would have been equally as fine, but...
1: You had some interesting conversations.
0: Interesting and conversations and got to see some interesting people I haven't seen for a while. And got to talk to people I wouldn't normally talk to because...
1: The usual group wasn't the there. The usual group mm-hmm. weren't there.
0: And, yeah. and that's kind of nice. Um, and it's always scary when people come up to you and say, I listen to <laughs> uh, I did.
1: I did have a, a moment, where was I? I was in Scotland doing something and somebody was like, oh wait, you're... You're from Tamper tantrum and I was like, What? And it's like I I was listening to you last night and Dale <laughs> walked up and was like, I'm sorry, excuse me. <laughs> you were what? And it's like it, that was the first time that it ever happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it it is weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I saw T and he was saying, I was listening to you last night as well and I was uh, Yeah, so, and you were like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah Um what else has been happening? My book's finished
1: It is, we're gonna get to that. Okay. Okay. I mean I mean if we want to talk about it I was huh? cuz I was going to ask you what you were doing and we we're going to talk about what I've been doing which is putting together all these events which then culminates what in What events? What events?
0: There's some events coming up.
1: Oh shit bag! you didn't read my emails again. They're too long. I have deliberately been shortening them. Have really? you noticed? Yes.
0: Oh my god. They're no
1: longer 3 pages long. They're now only a paragraph.
0: Oh, you need some help, Jen. That's a very long paragraph.
1: Ugh. I do try, really. I do try. Mm. Um Yes, events, uh, as is the usual way. All of a sudden, we now have a flood of things happening at the end of the year because mm. that's when people go, oh, yeah, those, those guys at Temperature, Tantrum, maybe they could do something for us because we don't have any time or energy, and so we do. Um, we are going to Bristol in August.
0: Mm. Bristol. 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 What do I know about the bristle? Bristol? Bristol. Um, they have good beer. Mm-hmm. they have a really good bar there Yeah. Uh, they have a big train station they do uh, funnily enough
1: the old train station is where we'll be hosting the event uh, we'll so if you're a more. twitcher
0: it's the perfect place for you to come as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no so uh, it's a espresso fest is what it has been named um,
0: <sighs> Matt, Matt <laughs> did you come up with the name all on your own or did your daughter do it for you okay. Oh. <laughs> it's terrible!
1: Um, but it is is—it is a focus on espresso no, because it is semi finals and I'm, final just, for UKBC. I'm just picking oh, I, it's, I know.
0: It's just to be the shock jock. I learned everything I know from Nick Cho.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> is that the Nick Cho bell?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is I know. didn't so. go again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um... Yeah, so uh, we're, we'll be there. There's, uh, as many of you know, if you follow competitions, there's often a gap in between sort of competitors on finals day because there's going to be lots of extra time for judging and stuff like that. And because it's a standalone event this year, we're going to be there sort of filling those gaps and having some fun and doing some different things. So
0: I can't say I've ever done that before.
1: Oh, no. Steve has absolutely no prior.
0: I, uh, will you be talking in my ear while we're trying to fill the gaps as well?
1: Um, possibly. Oh, no. Actually, I think I think it'll be a lot more relaxed than WBC. So
0: there's <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> no that? shit Sherlock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was thinking about it. So I actually made a map of the schedule because. Uh, so I think Maxwell is going to be emceeing, yeah. uh, but there will be some handoff, and I had suggested that we make that handoff in the way that you and I had sort of initially suggested all those years ago at WBC, which is by doing some tasting and some talking with the competitor at their station, and then uh, we'll move into sort of... So I think there will be like a little bit of that with yeah. each competitor, Maybe a, and I think a chance to sort of expand on Like 15 minutes is super freaking short when it comes to trying to tell a story or to get a message across, and so like we can dig into that a little bit more. But then we're also uh, putting together a panel of just, you know, Coffee people. Um, not to talk about anything in particular. I think Matt wants to throw some uh ideas out to just say SCA UK, what do you want to hear about? Um oh, Yeah.
2: That's why that's why is <laughs> there. Because he doesn't want me in the audience.
0: <laughs>
1: no.
0: I'd like to know about
1: <laughs> Yeah, but like, like we'll probably put it out on Twitter a little bit and um and do some stuff. But um have a panel of people there, talk about some stuff, have some fun, you know. Relax, and I dare say it's gonna
0: be Live streamed as well. It is. So for people who are not in the UK, they'd they be able to sub-
1: join in. Yes. Submit questions, prod us about things, you know, like in the old days. Um
0: Will Maxwell be doing any powerlifting in between?
1: I don't know, you have to ask him that.
0: Have you seen these Facebook powerlifting? Oh, I've
1: I've seen some it's things, awesome. but it's like most powerlifters, they can only lift one heavy thing and then they're done for a week, so
0: mm. Mm. he's got to do it six times. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so maybe not. <laughs> um yeah, so we're doing that. That's happening. Uh that's coming together. We are going to San Francisco. Oh, no. um, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's happening. It is it is actually happening. Um I, I always get really nervous when it comes time to release information about things until things are really super nailed down but it is happening if you read the bottom of any of our emails and our MailChimp those folks always get stuff a little bit earlier than everyone else and they had links to buy tickets last week um, but yeah, I think we're ready to talk about it
0: I've got a problem what's wrong? I'm not sure I'm allowed to go to San Francisco
1: why not?
0: because I think that Tom Owen has still got that court order eh Tommy, oh to no <laughs> and Oakland's a little close Oakland
1: is like you're, you're flying into Oakland <laughs> do
0: you think we'll be able to get that lifted Tom not that you would ever listen because you're too cool but do you think we might be able to get that court order lifted against me being within i like, see what uh, I can do. 50 mile radius of it.
1: yeah oh, sh- will he come I don't know we have to, we have to <sighs> if he
0: comes that's him getting close to me
1: the judge Uh said that yeah yeah that's all right then (laughs) Um, yes that's happening we're going to be working with you know Nick and Trish of Wrecking Ball and their amazing team there Uh, ah yeah
0: you mentioned Nick
1: ah now we actually really need to do this because we're going to be talking about Nick a lot
0: we are
1: uh, yeah, so that that's happening. The program is coming together. We're trying to do something a little bit something something a little bit usual, something a little bit different, kind of <laughs> like New York. Um less sort of uh, planned in the sense that like we're not sort of and and not that New York was planned to be like an overarching topic of bias and things like that, but just sort of f- fell out that way. Now I'm having problems speaking cuz like I'm worried about the bell and hitting it at the right time. Um like it is it is we're going back to we're finding people who are doing good work to talk about the work that they're doing. And it's going to be interesting and cool. And maybe we do some other stuff as well. Um, And we've got a great space. And, um, yeah, tickets are available. We're trying really, really, really hard to bring that price down as much as possible and make it accessible. That is, you know, one of our core sort of values, slash mission, slash mantra, slash mandate. Um, And, like, there is a lot going on in San Francisco at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's happening. Mm -hmm. More soon.
0: Yeah, cool. Will you be supplying the flowers?
1: the flowers flowers oh going to
0: San Francisco
1: (laughs) uh, when I was doing the artwork for this which is like not quite finalized because I'm this one hasn't been quite as easy but like I really I've been listening to a lot of like music from 1967 And of course, like the artwork, when you see it, it is nothing related to that whatsoever. Um, But yeah, a lot of. Have we decided
0: on has been red or dropped turquoise yet?
1: There's a lot. There's there's a little bit of red and there's a little bit of turquoise because it's San Francisco, so you know. What is
0: that San Francisco color? Well, those
1: those colors are actually quite prevalent because you've got the Golden Gate Bridge, which is international orange, uh, which is on the redder side of things actually, and you've got all the bay, which is that sort of beautiful turquoise. So when you see a lot of artwork sort of depicting San Francisco as a place, it's those two colors.
0: I don't know if you've noticed, by the way, Jen, as well, the O doesn't seem quite aligned on the end of San Francisco. Thanks, just in Steve. Case. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I'm here for you.
1: Earthquakes, fog, <laughs> shit like that. Oh, also, you're making me
0: go to somewhere with earthquakes. Negative
1: space. I'm a little bit worried, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Earthquake I, prevention kit is coming on the plane with me. Yeah. I used to live there. I know what that shit is about. Um, Paris,
0: Brussels. Yeah. Um, New York. The more
1: we talk about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <sighs>
1: yeah yeah well, um,
0: wherever, wherever nick is there's always an earthquake so uh
1: yeah um yeah i think i think it'll be super cool um now after that how much are tickets 85 dollars that's
0: a bargain why are we not charging more jennifer
1: because i really 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 want to make it accessible like as, but what as happens if what as happens as if we
0: don't sell all the tickets then
1: well, we've we've done the, the calculations with the partnerships and everything, so that that isn't the full that, that isn't sold out. Yeah. for break even, and which is what we, we always we're just mostly aiming for break even. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's we, we are bootstrapping. We should a lot charge of a thousand
0: dollars a ticket.
1: Mm, I know. Mm. I was having this conversation with someone, and they were like, What's oh, it's so cheap compared to some of these other things I've seen." And it's like, "Yeah, well, it's important to us that people. Why don't you out.
0: reconsider the price?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: facepalm you can't see it
0: facepalm oh, um, I love it when Jen can control me it's great oh this is the worst ever
1: um but yeah so that's that's what we're doing there and uh that's coming together really nicely and we'll have more information on that soon We've got a great speakers speaker. speakers not allowed yet they're Shh. not they're not actually we have one speaker who is 100% confirmed I'm very excited take a guess oh no Yeah.
0: Not Alejandro Martinez. Yes. Oh my god. He's going to talk about making children work on his farm.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: He's going to, yeah, he's going to talk about having organic principles with children working the farm. No, I don't think so. He is. And then having all of that. Oh. No, I like, yeah, you know, Ali. I love him dearly. Um, Too much. Like like a little brother I never wanted. You and
1: Ali are like me and Pete.
0: Yeah, 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 I think so. I think so. But yeah, no, I'm sure whatever he does, he'll be he'll be excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, that's good. That's good.
1: Yeah, and I I heard that there's there may also be he's he's picking some stuff up in San Francisco to take back and experiment with in the coffee farm as well. So um, that'll be really interesting.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> no, not that.
1: Not that. Uh...
0: <laughs> oh, Ali experimenting on the farm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, actually. Uh, ding-ish thing, we have a little update from Ali, which we might just slot in here since we're already talking about Ali. That was kind of
0: where I was leading it, but I was hoping it was slightly less clunky than that, Jen. But yeah, this (laughs) is Ali with one of his farm updates.
2: Hello, Tamper Tantrum listeners. Here's another update from the field with Alejandro Martinez from uh, El Salvador Finca, Argentina. So... I think it was three or f- maybe four weeks ago last update I provided, but um I wanted to uh, let you know how things are progressing with these um this uh, year and um one of the things we were working on was the nursery and um we've never really we've never really done uh full scale nursery at the farm until this year and uh so we got this seed from Uh, Cathy in Costa Rica for several varietals, and also some yellow pacamara from Nicaragua that we're going to um, grow and plant. And, uh, well, things have not gone as we planned, and uh, not all of the seeds germinated properly, so we had to tack and pivot and um, basically... um, we course corrected this week. We have about maybe 3,000 yellow Pacamara um, seedlings that are, came up came out okay. And we managed to get um, some small ones uh, of red Pacamara. so the bags that we already filled up with the dirt didn't go to waste. So you know we had to correct. we had to you know figure out what to do. Um, some of the other varietals from Costa Rica, not all of them, germinated as well. Um, so it's been a great learning experience. Basically, we we it's been too cold, and we had the we we had the nursery under too much shade, so we had to open it up a little bit, and things are moving along nicely now. Um, today, I'm actually working on um, some. Uh, product that will is going to help I hope an organic product that's going to help uh, grow help the plants grow uh, more roots and increase the root system Um, so we're doing that with lentils and uh, we're letting the lentils germinate and then we basically uh, mash it afterwards and we get uh, a bunch of hormones from from them and we put them into the nursery so we'll see how that goes um, uh, then the other news I wanted to share is uh, we finished fertilization, everything is fine at the farm, uh, we've been getting good rains and um, the other day I was going um, with some visitors to the farm from NCBA CLUSA which is an organization that we're, um, has been assisting us and they are trying to increase awareness for org- organic agricultural practices. So. Um, they came over to the farm to check on what we are doing and also to you know help out, give us give us some ideas and so forth. On the way up, we got stopped by the police, and apparently the in the last month there there have been like about five murders or so. So, but everything in the neighborhood, right? But everything at the farm, uh, particularly, has been quiet. So, I mean, I left it at that, and then three days later, one of my employees. Um, a guy called Luis Angel got arrested. And um, and basically, so it, it's just been a bummer because I've known this guy for three years. He's been working at the farm all this time, and he's the person that I've been training to help me uh, manufacture all the organic uh, products that we're doing at the farm. So the Bokashi and a lot of the foliar sprays, he's the one that kind of knew... Um, um, how to do do it, and he's the one that's been helping me and the one that I've been working directly with and training the most. So we lost him. Uh, I'm glad to report that he's out of jail now, uh, but he's not allowed to uh, be around his home. I just really don't know the particulars. It's El Salvador. is a little crazy. so um, So that's why he... He decided not to come back, and I don't know what's going on. But hopefully, he'll he'll be back at one point. And in the meantime, I'm trying to figure out who can pick up the baton and continue with sort of everything that we are working on. And uh, and that's where we are. I will let you know sort of how things pan out. Um, but so far, really excited about the harvest, and and everything is looking uh, nicely at the farm. Okay, uh, that's it. See you. Bye.
0: Okay, so that was kind of interesting because, like, one, I was involved in Ali, and and also involved in him planting the Elapacamora because he said, okay, well, so we go back to the story of I was walking around the farm the this January, yeah, and as I walked around San Jorge, which is like the beautiful part of the farm, it's my favorite part, and it was always his grandfather's uh, personal stash came from San Jorge, yeah, like um, was looking like leaf rusted just. Took over yeah. and um, I was like this is like the yield was really down it's been decreasing year on year it's like you need to rip these so well, what do you want me to plant and I was like well we're in El Salvador we're like 15 1600 metres this is perfect territory to stick in yellow pacamara
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he was like oh yeah that could be fun but I got no yellow pacamara seed, so I had to talk to the Maresh family mm-hmm. in Nicaragua to get him some yellow pacamara yeah. to pack there, to pick uh, to plant there. Um, so I'm kind of sad that it hasn't all come out as.
1: But he said he has three thousand seedlings out of it, so I think that's a really positive start, right? Yeah. And and he's already figured out sort of like you know they need to do things with the shade and you know with the with te- like when the temperatures are that low, so. I, I don't know I have. But a lot also of because it's
0: a mutation though, mm. he's got, out of those three thousand. He's probably going to get around about a five to ten percent red Pacamara tree in between mm. anyway. So it's going to involve a lot of um, moving the plant when it shows that it's yeah. red to put in a different seedling. And yeah. I mean it's a tough varietal to to. To plant, it's a so. tougher
1: idol in general. Like I'm, I'm always like you love yellow pacamaras. How many yellow pacamara's are coming in like right now? Because I, I heard that there was an astonishing number of yellow pacamara. There's
0: a few. <laughs> <laughs> so the, rewind on that though. There was a time, kind of five six years ago, where I never bought pacamaras at all. Yeah. And I just fell in love with the pacamaras at Limoncillo mm.
2: um,
0: in Nicaragua, and then like. Slowly rolled that out to everywhere else, yeah. and, and became the Pacamara king of the world.
1: Yeah, um, but they're they're like difficult for baristas to work with, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I it's, this is very topical, so mm. um,
0: you know I'm doing the new in my mug format yes, thing. so I've, I've got do. a new format for my uh, pod video podcast to do every week, and one of the ones is Barista Steve. Mm. and it's basically just a little section where i talk about working with the coffee yeah. and something unique and it was the red pacamara it was Talking about from from Low in Nicaragua, and I kind of did my bit about it, and I thought actually I'm going to send an email to Mr. Harmon because mm. he's he worked is. a lot with yeah. Pac- Pacamara, he's probably the and he's, he gave me a really interesting kind of like it's only a few lines, but it's really mm. just talking about you know you have to approach it differently, you know the but actually when you do that and you throw away all the knowledge that you know about other varietals, then you can get the very best out of it and uh, you find some some of the most rewarding coffees as a yep. barista, and the, and they can be but they can be goddamn awful as well, mean like, you know, mushroom soup mm. that's why I hated for so long was I was getting so much like um, Umani. Yeah, so much yeah, Umani and just kinda like yeah, just bitters and like yeah, just not good. Mm-hmm. So um but I think people are getting better at
2: yep. knowing how to treat pacamara Picking just, just, just as Baristas yeah, are getting better at making is, yeah. them
0: as well. Yeah. So um but it does take a little bit more extra effort. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see how they come out yeah. um, because I, I I wouldn't normally like so, so when any a producer will always ask you, "Oh, what would you like me to plant?" Yeah, you know, because they think you know something that, that, that geez, they know about farming far better than me. Um, and I just rattle my brain. I was just thinking, so, bourbon, um, pacas, pacamara, and I was like, eh, that yeah. makes so much sense. He's already got bourbon on the farm, mm-hmm. so what's the point in planting more bourbon? We should try something, something yeah. different. You know, Pacass, yeah, pacas, yeah. It, but it's not a million miles away from Bourbon, and you know, the, the Pacamara is just something super interesting. Yeah. But I did also preface it with like, you do what you want, but if it was mine, I would do yes. this. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I'm very keen to not tell uh, a coffee farmer how to farm coffee. Because if he ever comes here and tells me how to roast coffee, I'll tend to get lost.
1: Well, and he. And uh, he
0: has, and I have. He has,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then, then the the second part of his update, which is which is about losing Luis, who has really been sort of spearheading the organic approach to the farm. That's hard.
0: Kind of, it kind of goes back to the last update, you know, yeah, where. It does. And and this is a lot of my problem with. Uh, the kind of coffee tourism thing and you know the whole thing with uh, the blog post I did about child labour on the farm Mm. is that we cannot use our our set of principles and values as um people from the US, UK, Mm -hmm. Europe, Western countries. Yeah, yeah. Western countries, and try and impact ours on them. And also, we should never try... Well, we should try to understand, but we should never think we know how the countries operate because, you know, El Salvador is a dangerous place. Mm -hmm. Um, It's... um, You know, there are real issues there, real everyday issues that we can't even start to get our head around. Like, even Ali says in in the piece Mm -hmm. there that um, he doesn't know what's gone on properly and probably never will because yeah. you know whereas here we have like you know open reporting open press we have you know your access mm-hmm. to information you know you you have like certain laws that you know kind yeah. of you, you see so you, you do find out it's, a, it's just such a different place yeah. it really is um, and, and it, it, it's kind of been good for me because I've been thinking a lot about like I'm off to uh, Bolivia straight after Tampa Tundra and mm-hmm. San Francisco and, you know, it's kind of like, you have to be careful. Like, mm-hmm. you really have to be careful. It's There's no point being silly about these things. Yeah. It's, you know, you just got to... These are dangerous places um, that we shouldn't shouldn't take for granted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, yeah, a good piece there by Ali, I think. Yeah. Um, Thank Ali. Interesting. Thank you, Alejandro.
1: Which leads me to our final thing, because Ali is sort of neatly ties into that as well, which is that uh, we will be returning for, I think, our fourth year to the Manchester Coffee Festival with uh, Hannah and Ricardo from Cup North, which is super exciting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're... So Temper is actually going to take a little bit of a step back this year. So on the Saturday, we're running the our homebrew competition, Breviatiae. We'll be releasing uh, spots for that soon, and, and we're expanding it this year. It's not just going to be coffee flowers. Maybe yeah. coffee flowers, cascara, if you can find some and get away with it, and um, and coffee itself. Uh, so there's lots more opportunities for homebrewers to try new things and see what's going on and there seems to be some grinding somebody must be cupping yeah we are working in the roastery so yeah apologies um it is a working place uh but we so that's happening and then we're we're doing a panel discussion on the saturday night um which is going to sort of taking taking a note from rubiaitiae focus more on Uh, Sort of the idea of craft and finding your consumer niche, um, not just for coffee, but for beverages in general. So, uh, you know, craft beer, gin, some of these, there's a lot of sort of local, small um, gin distilleries sort of popping up around here. And so like a focus on, on, you know... The UK, specifically Manchester area, um, and these sort of craft beverage producers, and and how they market and how they talk about their businesses, but also like how they sort of toe the line between what they want to produce and what's interesting to them and what fits the consumer market.
0: And how are you focus focusing this on Manchester? Are you inviting some brewers from Manchester to come
1: chat? Well, we do have we have some <laughs> present. They're not from Manchester. Mean. Uh, he is. He's being super mean. Um, but. We have secured some judges for Perbiatiae from the incredible Weird Beard. Which Um, are
0: awesome and really good friends. They are super. um, Yeah, they are super cool. And
1: they're trying some really interesting things at the moment as well with coffee beers, which is why I wanted to uh, invite them to judge. But also, um, they'll be participating in the panel too. And they they actually have a really interesting history of uh, just sort of navigating that line there. Um, And then we have a... Uh, gym producer from Liverpool um, so
0: so that's not Manchester either
1: no but it's the north <laughs> we're talking about the north and I'm, I'm reaching out to people in Manchester but it's, it's super early you know people are like oh November Shh, that's ages away I don't um,
0: have any space until November well
1: you're not everybody so you oh, know okay um we're taking a bit of a backseat. That's, that's all we're doing. Um, but you... Well, that, that,
0: that's kind of what we did last year as well, wasn't it? We just did the Saturday last year. We
1: just did the Saturday last year, but we did. We also did sort of like a little bit more of a bar experience yes. during the day. We yeah. also had that little uh, like coffee confessional, which either we didn't c- communicate about it really well or nobody had anything to confess. I don't know. I have a couple of videos floating around from that. that maybe we'll share at some point. Um, but, yeah, we, we, I mean, it was a little bit bigger last year for us, but this year it'll be mostly actually focused. Like, we're taking a step yeah. back from the coffee aspect of the coffee festival. We're focusing on beer and craft and uh, collaboration. Very cool.
0: Very cool. But yes, the Sunday is going to be something different. So. Way different. Mm.
1: Launching my book! Launching <laughs> my book! Book launch! Boop, boop, boop! There has to be another noisemaker around in here somewhere. No. No. Steve's gotten rid of all the fun toys and is in my mug studio. Yeah,
0: perhaps. Them, I, I had to get it all serious mm-hmm. <phone rings> <phone rings> it, uh, gone really serious with a puppet <laughs> oh, steve yeah. a king of Chemex action figure has
1: been monopoly yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so now I am I we will be launching the coffeeography uh, book which is dead exciting
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and we're going to be doing talks throughout the day about uh, the producers in the book. Yep. We're going to be doing talks about uh, how I wrote the book, like how pulling it together. Colin is also going to be doing talks on his book. Uh, we're both going to be doing book signings of our individual books. And
1: tell me about your pricing structure for signed books.
0: So uh, if you want to buy the book without a signature in it, it's going to be 20 of your English pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to have a signed one, it's going to be 19 of your English pounds. <laughs> <laughs> So
1: solid business
0: decision. Solid business decision, nothing to do with my ego whatsoever. I,
1: I hope you have lots of ibuprofen on hand for the hand cramps you will inevitably. Oh, I've just got
0: a stamp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't write, Dear. as the book will prove. Yeah. Um, but no, very excited. It's gone off to the designers. Uh, it's come back from the first edit. It's gone off to the designers. Super. Uh, all of the producers have had a copy yeah. uh, just to fact check and mm-hmm. make sure they're happy with what I've written about them um it's been beautiful actually i've had yeah. some absolutely lovely kind of things coming back that just like didn't expect it to be quite so yeah. uh, personal uh, because it's very much about relationships and mm-hmm. the relationships with the guys and, and like how much I, I get on with them um but um yeah it's just been super positive been really good um uh, colin saw a copy of it uh last week mm-hmm. and ordered two pallets on the spot so oh. I'm going to be doing a five-day tour of Ireland. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Hungary. When's that? Uh, uh, November, December yeah. time. Wow. Um, yeah, going to Hungary to launch it in November. Um, Mr. Cosimo uh, Lobardo mm. from, mm. The, from uh, previous Novonu Simonelli mm-hmm. fame, but now from Toby's estate, he's going to fly mm. me out to do the launch there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be doing a launch in Stockholm. Joanna doesn't know yet. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, going to be going to be here, there, and everywhere that will have me, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to have to talk to Nicholas at Telescope. about doing a Paris launch as mm. well, I think. I think that, that could be important. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, November the 5th is going to be the official date. Um, the
1: world launch.
0: The but world the launch. The
1: UK launch uh, of yeah.
0: coffee. There, okay. there will also be uh, an opportunity to have it delivered be- for then hopefully if you're signed up to my newsletter we'll see yeah <laughs> yeah i mean all of this is in the proviso like it gets to the printing, yeah yeah and yeah. the designers get their finger out but uh, i wasn't going I, i've actually designed it all myself and i wasn't going to design it but a mixture of you mm. and uh colin and um joanna yeah was like yeah it's good and that was it and i was like and and the and never came so uh i can't be the and yeah i didn't like your and though mm, uh,
1: never liked my
0: and no the thing is when you do when you put so much it's like me coming up to your tamper tantrum post and going I oh, you should do that a bit differently <laughs> it's like it is it's, it's harsh but yeah. but probably true so that that that's happening there so um but yeah it's been fun it's good I, I i finished it on the wednesday and by the mm. friday i was 20 pages into my next one oh, jesus yeah yeah I've stopped there, it's okay. That's good. Yeah, I, <laughs> Take a I, break. Yeah, I, 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 kind of, I was on holiday mm. in, in Gotland, in Sweden, so I took full advantage of that.
2: And, mm-hmm.
0: But it was actually nicer to get... I, I've got an idea in my head that I've had for ages. We've talked about yeah. it before, and I was just like, I suddenly had clarity, because the mm. other one was done. It was like, put it down on paper quick. Yeah. So it's there, and I can pick it up whenever I want. There but you go. Completely different type of...
1: But that's, sport. I mean, that's been... You've been travelling, and you've been doing this and doing that, but that's been a pretty big focus of yours for the past... I don't know, what, month, two months?
0: Oh, it feels like the past three, four months. It's been, yeah. like, it's been all-consuming. It really is huge. Um, I never realised quite how much energy and effort goes into it. It's, like, just over 20,000 words, but, like, heaps of photos yeah. and, um, like, just heaps of layout things. Mm. And I've got a very clear image in my mind what I wanted it to be. Mm. Uh, and that's the brief for the designers is that they, they, they don't change it, they tweak it. Mm-hmm. They make it look, more, like, more polished. But, um no, it's, it, it's been huge amounts of work, but huge amounts of fun. And what about Colin selling out of his first print run? Yeah. He's down to his last thousand, I think. It's
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, he's actually uh, put aside one pallet for me mm-hmm. for the, for when we do the, yeah. the launch in, in Manchester, because he may not have any left by then. So yeah. uh, it's been crazy. He's done yeah. really well.
1: It's fantastic. Uh,
0: he was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I found All him. All
1: of you people writing your books.
0: Yeah. He's got a book, mm. yeah, like that's an me. opinion. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, that's it's interesting. But he brought up a, an an interesting point for me. What I wasn't just talking about the book. This was leading somewhere. So he brought up a, <laughs> a, a, something I've been thinking a lot about because of it, yes. but also because of an article that Tom Owen put up on uh, Coffee Shrub blog uh about coffee and photography. Mm. Um And I pinged it your way yes, earlier, did. didn't I? Because I was like. This is really interesting because we kind of touched on this before, and I, I I would like to touch on it again because it's so fresh at the moment that mm. all of the feedback I got from the producers was like, first of, the first so the way I put it together was first I approached it and said do you want to be part of it mm-hmm. like that was key um, because they had to want to be part of yeah. it Um and everybody everybody wanted to be part of it so I kind of like I managed to get. I think I was expecting 45 back and I got 40 back mm-hmm. and that was because some people said they wanted to be part of it but I didn't feel like I was they got the stuff if they wanted to be they could send it back to me and I sent them one reminder email saying okay my print deadline's here I need to have it by this time and if they didn't come back I didn't chase and push because that's yeah. kind of pushing them into a place um, but then the photos uh, one of the photos for uh, Fayaz in um, India mm-hmm. he, Hated the photo, yeah. And he said, Can I send you another photo to change it? And this article I'd read, I'd, I'd kind of seen it come up, and I, I was, I'm gonna go back to that. So I went back to it because of that. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know, it's kind of really interesting.
1: Um, so give me a rundown of the article. We'll, we'll link this for people. But yeah, like...
0: yeah. So Tom's basically talking about how he did a postcard and Sweet Maria's are really good at doing these, like, really cool postcards. And they're not just of producers. They are of coffee trees. They are mm-hmm. of machinery. They're all the things that kind of coffee people take photos of. Yeah. And and Tommy's an amazing photographer, like, absolutely superb. Like, I, I love going through um, his Flickr accounts mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, although the judge said I wasn't allowed to spend quite as much time on there. I was
1: going to say, do you really want to dig into that right now? Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but, um, so he did this postcard of a producer in Guatemala uh, called Herculano I can't pronounce it but basically he um, felt it was a little bit kind of um, kitsch and a little bit kind of like cliche but loved the photo and the other one he wanted to use wasn't quite as focused as he wanted because he's a photographer and he likes things to be good so he went with it but every time he looked at it, he felt a little bit awkward about it and yeah. the message that it put across. And, and, and a lot of this is brought on by um, the way other people will have used images mm-hmm. to tell their story. So yeah, Tom, I think we know, is a fantastic buyer who, you know, he, he's very transparent in everything that he does. And, and I think we can have confidence that he does a good Good job. Like I certainly feel mm-hmm. that way whenever I look at what what Tom's doing. But there's other buyers who will use similar kind of photography or similar kind of shots, and maybe not quite so be so genuine mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, as Tom is. And and it was kind of like, are we exploiting? You know, and and I, I we've talked about this before, whereas yeah. I, I feel that. So when I take a photo of a producer, yes, it is to help sell the coffee Mm -hmm. it is because it gets the message home but it's also trying to put across that these are not just people we're buying from these are friends Mm. these are people who i know and we have a relationship with and it's you know this this is us together so i I always try and do the photos with with together because i personally love them because it reminds me and, and tom talks about an interesting thing where he says that we don't use origin images for our own edification or to show loved ones where we've been. I'm sorry, I disagree. Using yeah. that because I do all of my. I literally like, I love going through the photos Ooh. of the farms and, and see taking me back to the time that I was there. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I was showing, um, Rolling some pictures the other day of like I took in two thousand and six, two thousand and five when I was in Bolivia, and he was like, "Oh my God, look at young Steve." So I always I look at them, and he's like my little journey through yeah, you know life. Yeah, exactly. So, um but he's kind of right in a way that we're using it to sell stuff, and it's it's that conflict of should I not do something because somebody else is not doing a good job, mm. or should I just do what I? feel is right nobody's making the producers ever be in a photo they always Mm -hmm. want to be they always want their story to be told like all of the feedback from the chapters I've sent that I've done for the Mm. producers is like this is amazing I want my story to be told Uh, and as long as you're not coercing somebody into that like and you know your ethics are good if somebody else does something bad to take advantage like you can't stop that they're going to do it anyway so why not do a good example of it to show that the bad examples, you know, mm. don't have substance to. Them.
1: Yeah. But, like, the, the one thing that we always end up coming back to, the, the, the thing that I always sort of throw out to you is, but what about the sort of structural colonialism where, do you know what I mean, where, like, people feel obligated to do that because they, they know that that's what sells the coffee. And they need to sell the coffee to earn a living, but it's not necessarily something they would do if things were structurally different.
0: Kind, It's true. But think about, it, like, the In My Mug videos that I do everywhere. And think about Tampa Tantrum and all the other things mm-hmm. that we do. Like, so I, I do things that, like, people have seen all facets of my life. I remember the one time when I got bitten by something in Brazil and I had to film it in my kitchen at home. Like, I invited the whole internet into my kitchen at home yeah. to drink coffee with me while I was ill. Yeah. But I had to do it because I you know, mm-hmm. I had to get that thing out there. And, and I do, I, you sometimes do things in a business that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to do but you do because it—it it is a, you know and yeah. we're in business we have to sell stuff you know yeah. we have to make yeah. the money to pay the producers to pay the people working for them and all of those things so I, I agree to an extent but that's some of it is business some of it is mm-hmm. the reality of business and the other part is if they want to they can't if they don't. Like, if somebody said, to, in fact, a really good example yeah. was on a farm in Kenya, on a factory in mm-hmm. Kenya, of a, the cooperative, one of the smaller factories, and the factory manager was there. And uh, I, I asked her if it would be possible to take a photo of her, and she said, I'd prefer not. And I'm like, Pfft.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah yeah or like you know stepping away from this moment right now, mm-hmm. and it's the first time I'd met her, so I completely understand that's the right thing to do, mm. you know like she didn't want it, it didn't happen,
1: yeah, yeah you know,
0: and I said, do you mind me taking pictures of the factory? no fantastic, come look at our new depulper, come and look at this, so she didn't want to be the personal part of it mm-hmm. because she was a factory manager she wanted she was proud of a factory and wanted to show that off yeah um so it's it's about not just t- and I I've seen this on coffee trips before where people get out of the car click 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 and it's about asking for permission yeah. and, and using your gut instinct. There's times where I've been told
1: It's okay that's but you okay, get the feel that but it's I not. just went
0: I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't this yeah. this isn't right. Yeah. And and that's about being a sensitive person and understanding yeah. what's happening in front of you. Yeah. Um and I don't think I've ever got it wrong and if I have I'm mm. very sorry.
1: Well <laughs> I, I wanna go back to because, like earlier we were discussing, you know, that we shouldn't be uh sort of impressing our Western ideas onto places that, you know, come from a different place culturally. Um, but isn't this idea that, isn't it a Western idea that as a business you need to show yourself that that's a part of the brand, or that that's a way to sell something?
0: The Generally, the feeling I get, and this is, you know, a, a vast generalisation, is that people want their story to be told. Mm-hmm. The, the pride that somebody feels that they are, like, for so long it was just, you know, Guatemalan, Brazilian, mm-hmm. Costa yeah. Rican and the pride that they feel from that's my product I worked hard for that and somebody's telling my story is, is I think really important the other part of it that we're really forgetting here is that one is about building the, it's about building the brand which mm-hmm. I, I know you, you're arguing against there but like you tell me a producer that doesn't want to be Hacienda Esmeralda like yeah. you know but, but it's, it's, it's also it's about being able to sell more coffee to be able to sustain the lifestyle and also to raise prices. So hey yeah. did Hassi and Esmeralda become this farm that makes so much money mm-hmm. and takes so much coffee? Well, because it built a brand. Yeah. Um now we can go back to calling it Guatemalan uh, say say Costa Rica and Western Valley,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but actually that takes away my loyalty to that producer almost Mm -hmm. because i can go to anywhere in the western valley get that coffee and my consumers don't know that things have changed apart from the taste which i can say oh yeah it's just a seasonality thing you know Uh, so it actually inspires a loyalty um to the buyer as well and yes it may be that business
1: actually is business a western idea i think that kind of business is is it I, I don't know, like... Well, I think I, about, like, the, the think, ideas of craft like and craftsmanship yeah. in Japan and how it's on the quality of the product and, like, the tradition and the lineage. And I could be totally getting this wrong, and if I am, please slap me. But, like, that there are there are other ways of conducting business that don't focus on the person. No, no, I mean, on... you
0: can focus on brands as well, but then yeah. those brands tend to be actually personalised a little bit as mm. well. And I think... That, you know there can be occasions like the factory situation where we focus very much on what the factory does you know focusing on the, the, this factory in Kenya has this many people delivering into it it's this it's this, it's this. so I'm focusing on a
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know a group or then you can look at somebody like Ali mm-hmm. that's a media hoe and mm-hmm. wants to be everywhere that he possibly can be <laughs> um, that, yeah <laughs> but you, you know what I mean it's yeah. it's it, it, and there is no one size fits all and there are that we do have obligations as coffee people going onto farms take, to make sure we're taking the pictures that people are happy to and we're sharing the information that they're happy to but that's about doing your job well mm-hmm. um and not being one of the bad guys and like i'm sure that everybody makes mistakes i'm sure i've probably done something in the past that mm. um but uh, things like sending the chapters to people i think it's yeah. been really important because yeah. it's like sign off on this this is before it goes to print are you happy with this and there was one there was one bit that somebody wanted me to take a bit out. Mm-hmm. They shared it with me, but mm-hmm. they went, actually, now i read it in context. I don't want that in there. Mm-hmm. And, like, in a heartbeat, it comes out because that's what you do. Um, and, you know, that, that's the same when you put anything on a website, if you mm-hmm. put a photo. or I think people always have the ability to veto, and when they do, you, you react very quickly and do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, yeah, that's the important bit is consent and control and, and like, you know, if... If, even even if there is a structural issue with sort of the way things work, uh, as long as we're aware of that underlying structural issue and we're trying to give as much control back to the people, you
0: know? I, I think it does that more so than not not having that personal personality part to it. It gives them yeah. more strength and it gives them more uh, ability to rely on you as a buyer to do the right thing. Yeah. Because if you're saying, okay, I put... Alejandro's coffee on my website and I say it's great we have this perfect relationship and he pipes up and goes no we don't Mm -hmm. I hate him he's horrible like you know like it it makes me be responsible to that relationship because if I'm saying things Mm -hmm. I've got to follow through with them Mm -hmm. like I I can't just turn up one year have my photo taken with him and then forever say this is this is you know this is our relationship. I met him once on the farm, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it's about building that relationship over time, um, so you can work together more closely. And ultimately, he wants more money for his coffee. Mm-hmm. I want to sell his coffee for mm-hmm. more money, uh, so I can do that my part of the deal. Yeah. And, and this is one of the tools that we have, it is one of yeah, the tools. Absolutely. Um, and if people are comfortable personalizing themselves to get that more money, just mm-hmm. as i personalize myself with my brand and Mm -hmm. you know and 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 so on i think that's that's fine yeah Uh, it's all about consent
1: yeah it's all about consent keep that in mind steve
0: (laughs) yeah when tom says no yeah it means no it means
1: no (laughs) it's it's a great article and it raises a lot of really good points about uh sort of like photography and morals and retail and um you know that we we show what we want to show within that camera and then we choose photos from even that small bit of what we actually see um and maybe we should you know broaden that a little bit um super good article we'll link it and tom maybe if you're listening you could lift that uh that little problem steve has so we could actually come and and uh maybe chat to you about
0: it in person, I don't know. But I think the one thing about Tom broadening it, if you do follow his Flickr account, yeah. it's pretty broad. <laughs> <laughs> like He loves a picture of a cat and a dog just as mm. much as me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, love kitties and dogs at Origin. Yeah. Uh, well.
1: On that note, I think we're done. I think so. Thanks, Steve.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you for listening. Thank and uh, do come back again soon.
1: Yeah, more details, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and eventually, you know, Steve's journey to Ethiopia and blah 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 blah. So
0: she's definitely calling me out on that. We'll be here over and out. Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli.